after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hello, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about TV commercials. We talk about good ones, and we talk about bad ones. And we talk about ones where people say weird shit like this. Do you have any types of food for dogs who are afraid of spiders? Ah, classic drop. My name's Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. We are your hosts. Hello, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. Uh, why don't you tell the Dear Ad Council what's coming up on today's show? Sure. Uh, this was actually one of those ideas that was born of, uh, of watching TV in the wild. And I saw a campaign or, or a commercial from a campaign that I love. And I said, you know... I would watch a whole movie about the people in this story. And you said, that might be a good show topic. Yeah. And I thought you were going to say this is one of those topics that was born out of inebriation because I already can't remember what commercial you were talking about. <laughs> so this is going to be a fun show. Well, I was sober. <laughs> you put together um, three movie pitches. Each of us did. Yeah. And we, I put together three, but we don't know. Yeah. We're going to pitch we each shared. other on yeah. our um, on our movie ideas based on either a single commercial or commercial campaign. Um, and so... Uh, it's going to be fun. And then I guess if there are any producers listening, um, just at me. Mm-hmm. I put myself down as a There are some of these, no of these, joke. I would watch all three of the movies that I'm pitching you. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I would. I think I would too. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I'm excited. I my, you texted me. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't respond. By the way, I was in the middle of something, but uh, you texted <laughs> me in the middle of the day and just said, "I'm You're so leave excited." Leave me on read, for read. <laughs> What's that? You're leave me on leave me on read. Is that what the kids say? I think it's what the kids say. Um, you know me. I don't talk like a kid anymore. I don't even try. <laughs> I only talk like an old dandy. Dandy just seemed like a word that was used back in the day. Does a dandy mean just somebody who's just kind of like fancied up and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the velveteen touch of a dandy fop, as they say on Mr. Show. Yeah. That's where I learned my words. Okay. Also, we're going to check in with the ad council as always. I guess we have a somewhat problematic commercial. We have, uh, an angry listener writing in? Well, I don't know if the listener is how angry the listener is, but this is a... There high... were all caps. I saw all caps. There were some all caps, but I think this is about some highly unbelievable unbelievable behavior from a typical consumer of the product in question. And I saw your notes on it, and I hope you didn't go back in because I added some additional notes on it that I think you're going to find fascinating. So notes galore. Notes galore. Got it. Let's go to the movies. <laughs> I even sold my watch and chained my diamond ring to get to Hollywood. It's a wonderful song. By I the love way. it. Yeah, it's good pick. Something called Dobie Gray. I'd never heard of him before. I'm into it. I was digging pretty deep in the crates looking for some uh, rela. Uh, Relative music? Boy, sorry, my brain's dead. Relevant? Um, relevant music. And uh, I really like, but putting the show aside, I just love that song. Got to get that into the rotation. Yeah, that's a that's a jam. All right, did you want to go first? I know you're really excited, but also... I was you texting want you all day like, I can't wait to tell you my pitches. <laughs> so do you want to go last or first? I want to go. Better? I want to start. I want to okay, get going. sounds good. Now, you have audio attached to yours. I think we produce these in slightly different ways. Do you want me to start with the audio or... 
Yeah, why don't we start with a commercial? Okay. This is the first one is the one that kind of uh, spawned this whole idea because we were watching the latest in the progressive campaign about we can't stop you from becoming your parents. Right. Okay, yeah. And this time it's gone from I you know, I, we've talked about the one where they're in a support group. Uh, there's the ones where where one member of a couple has become like his or her mom or dad and it's and the other member of the couple's kind of befuddled that they're mm. like suddenly having like a a glass a chain on their glasses or like obsessed with uh, attic renovation or what have you right this is why i don't remember the commercial because you yelled it from the other room and i wasn't in the room for the commercial i have not seen this one yet well this is a new one in the campaign i'm excited um and it's about a couple that moves to a neighborhood where everyone has bundled home and auto and uh is also acting like their parents so what you're going to hear is this young young couple they're not appreciably younger or even necessarily that much more attractive than the other people. Mm -hmm. It's just that the other people are all sort of living in this like Stepford-like, they act like their parents. So you're going to hear the voiceover of the woman in the couple explaining what it's like to be in this new neighborhood. We bought a house in a neighborhood with a lot of other young couples. Then we noticed something strange. Oh, could you uh, make me a burger? Poof, you're a burger. <laughs> Everyone acts like their parents. You have a tattoo. Yes, fine. Do you not work? So what kind of motor you got, Seth? I don't know. I have some kid comes over. We pay him to do it. But it's not all bad. Suddenly there's like an Someone icy silence when the other neighborhood uh, husbands realize that he doesn't mow his own lawn and he's not obsessed with his lawnmower. Oh, you know what? I thought that he was saying, because he's so young himself, I thought him calling... Somebody else, a kid, was the joke. I think I missed the joke on that one. Yeah, no, it's more like it's kind of a, a King of the Hill style. Oh, like, aren't you obsessed with your fancy riding mower? What kind of mower you got, Seth? I don't know. I have some kid comes over, we pay him to do it. Uh, but it's not all bad. Someone uh, even showed us how we can save money by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Progressive can't protect you from becoming your parents, but we can protect your home and auto. <laughs> At the very end, he's sitting on somebody else's lawnmower, just. In the driveway as they're all showing them the functions. All the features and functions and features. on bells and whistles. Oh, that is really good. That commercial, man. I mean, that campaign, just great writing. Such great writing. Such great acting, too. The way that the, the, the pregnant pauses, mm -hmm. the delivery of these of these great lines. I mean, the, as I think I put the... Um, the the focus or the sorry the support group one into the hall of fame if it's not if i haven't i should mm -hmm. um so do you want to hear my pitch uh yes okay so my movie name we came up with some rules i came up with some rules okay i, I was excited see i don't think i knew about these rules so. i literally emailed them to you and you gave me an affirmative well i mean i, I didn't know the there rules were, rules. were there was a guideline. you have to have a movie name a brief description of the plot, okay, a tagline. Wait, really? You said yes. you laid this all out? Yes, you said yes. How much I don't remember did hearing you even a tagline. Did you even do your homework at all? Here's what I thought you said. You said, hey, this is an email I got yesterday, right? And I, my memory of that email. Go to email, the email, read it. Hold on. I won't tell you my memory of it first. Okay. And I was probably in the middle of doing a bunch of other things. And you said, hey, All right, you're so busy. I am very busy. I host three podcasts. You host one. One of them is this yeah. one. <laughs> 
I remember you saying we Sounds like you host two podcasts. <laughs> no, I host three. I produce two. <laughs> I, um, no, I thought you just said, hey, I like that idea you had about uh, turning commercials in the movies. So how about we just come up with some movie pitches and, you know, if possible, we come up with some actors. But I thought the actors thing was, was the optional. The actors was optional. And I didn't know that the tag Yeah, no, line... I didn't send you an, an email that said, like, why don't we just fart something out tomorrow and see how it goes? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Do you really think that... Read you, my you, email. You said there had to be a Read it. um well it's in the trash you're probably not gonna like that no i much. don't care for that i don't save every email forever let me see um i don't grow uh no where is it i you're looking at my email i don't have it you know what i never even got an email from you, you replied to it <laughs> i don't think anyway try tagline right. what what Search are tagline. what are your rules my rules were you have to have a name a plot synopsis and uh, a tagline and op- actors are optional but encouraged okay there. here we go this is part of the problem you and I were emailing about something else entirely Game of Thrones related then you just like and this came in uh, at 3.34 a very busy time for any uh, Tri Podcasters day uh, you just changed the subject and say unrelated how about this for our movie pitch ATM episode we each pick three commercials or commercial campaigns come up with a title tagline and brief okay but you didn't bullet point them it's all in one sentence and i i'm scanning things you are gaslighting me right now this is textbook gaslighting dream i don't even know what you say dream casting is also encouraged that means coming up with who your you dream okay. cast i did that sort of i wanted your help with that a little bit i didn't have taglines and then though. what did i write at the very end uh we'll trade pitching off to each other sound good sound good question mark yeah what did wrote, your, oh what was your reply sure sounds good did it though? Yeah. Did it? Listen, I did everything but the taglines. And I like this. We can do the taglines together. Oh, I see. It'll be you fun. You want some help with your homework. I want to work together. All right. This all ties into, by the way, one of my movies. Does it? It does. Is one of them about a horribly incompetent podcaster? <laughs> no. All right. Here's my first one. This is the one for the progressive uh, Becoming Your Parents okay. uh, campaign. It's called Parentopia. Okay. It's about Chloe and Vince. They're like a they're a young couple. They're like a little more hip, you know. Maybe they have some tattoos. Uh, they're oh, little, they don't work. Yeah, exactly. They're sort of like they're just sort of like more hip. They're from the city, but they've like moved to a more kind of suburban neighborhood where they own a house for the first time. Uh, at first, everything seems great, um, but then they notice that the residents, like everyone who moves there, seems to become their parents. Uh, and it's kind of like the same same yeah. jokes from the sh- the commercials, right? Like mm-hmm. people obsessed with keeping the air conditioner low, um, or sorry, set, I guess. Uh, telling dad jokes, clipping coupons, looking for their readers, um, and so the descent into parent life seems inevitable until they stumble onto the possible cause: a cheerful insurance agent who always seems to be popping up uh, when you least expect her to help neighbors bundle home an auto. So, like, the tone of this is, like, you've seen Shaun of the Dead. I have. Yeah, or, like, Hot Fuzz, like, one of those Simon Pegg kind of, mm-hmm. like, comedy horror mm-hmm. type of movies. So, it's, like, that meets, like, the Stepford Wives. Or a little bit, like, Get Out, but not horrifying. Yeah, it's it's silly, but mm-hmm. it's sort of, like, Get Out, but, or, you like know, you take... something going something on. Something is going on in this neighborhood where they're, like, everybody's turning into their parents, and it's, like, can the couple race to figure out what's at the bottom of it before they, okay. too, succumb to... The it's sort of like a you know a body snatchers jokey okay. style movie. That's pretty 
well thought out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the tagline is, Mine are too. I don't love the tagline, honestly, okay. but because that was the hard part. I understand why you like, you know, selectively forgot that. Literally never saw that email. Um, never even got it. It's probably still in your outbox. <laughs> uh, we all become our parents eventually. That's not bad. It's okay, right? Mm-hmm. So I would totally. I like that. I would go see that movie. So you get the writers mm-hmm. who wrote the progressive ads who have that sensibility. Yeah. And you have a really good, you have a good comedy movie. You know, I mean, I'm saying this if it was like, I don't know if you can dream direct. And of course, this person has passed on. So it's sad. But Nora Ephron would do a good job directing that, I feel like. No? Um, Didn't she do like Bewitched? Yeah, Bewitched was kind of, I could see it like having the same tone as Bewitched. Mm -hmm. Her, like the movie version of that. Um, But she passed away, right? I think so, yeah. Way too early. Yeah. Um, I like. I'd love to get Simon Pegg for it. Yeah, That'd be my that's dream what you director. Said. And he's he both directs and stars in those movies. Yeah. See, I don't think I realize he directed them. I think he did, or maybe I he see. just writes them. Hmm. But like the sort of like the comedy horror genre, I feel like that would be a good fit for it. Okay. So that's my movie. I pa- like it. Parentopia. I like it. Look away from your screen for a second, because I have some notes in here, and I don't want to give away the entire farm here. Um, but let's say, let me just introduce it this way. This is the campaign, or at least the, um, let's say, commercial character that I'm basing my first pitch on. They say he was born to help people clean. So it was no surprise when he set out to give the world the hardest working, best smelling cleaners he could. Like Mr. Clean with the scent of game that combines irresistible scent and powerful cleaning. Of course, I am talking about none other than Mr. Clean. The and uncanny I'm ta- Mr. Clean. And I'm talking about the modern Mr. Clean. Yeah. Um, now, it, mine would be a live action movie. He's not going to be animated, but he's going to be a handsome hunk of a man. He's not going to be the creepy Mr. Clean yeah. from the 1940s you want, like, or 1990s. 1990s Billy Zane. That's interesting. Actually, I had somebody else in mind. Um, well, because I was basing this on a 2019 pitch. Um, I, the title I have is Mr. Clean's Messy Life. And uh, basically, as you'd expect, Mr. Clean, he lives in a big, beautiful house, almost man- a lot of glass, uh-huh, right? He right. Sees a lot of surfaces to he throwing, He's throwing parties a lot. Everybody loves him. He has okay. a lot of friends. He's, you know, he's not quiet all the time like he is in the, I mean, he's, you know, still waters run deep, but, um, is he you like know, a Bruce Wayne type? Sort of a little playboy. bit, a little bit. Um, and you know, I mean, he's not a, he's not a playboy. I mean, he just is a, he has a good, solid life. He is the icon of cleanliness. I mean, okay. he is Mr. Clean. He's right, a he's famous known guy. to be Mr. Clean. Yeah, and so he's, you know, admired around right. the country, and he's got a close group of friends. As Tony Stark is to innovation, Mr. Clean is exactly. to cleanliness and cleaning products. But here's the deal, Veeves. He's clean on the outside, but on the inside, he's a mess. Um, he struggles with anxiety and depression and substance abuse. I'm not talking about just like it's wine o'clock somewhere. I mean, he deals with some real issues, and he's falling apart at an accelerated pace. And uh, the movie is him trying to juggle his status as, you know, a very well-known, like, cleaning celebrity and his real-life issues. And it gets a and little And this, bit, I'm sure, is in no way autobiographical. Not at all. And um, in a dark twist, um, he after he tries to kill himself, that's really dark. Uh, should I mention that it, 
he tries to do it with a cocktail of cleaning solvents, or should I just leave that one oh alone? Oh, my God. This okay, took a well, really to bad okay. turn. <laughs> okay, so anyway. Trigger warning. He's really, he's, he's, he's in a really, really, really tough place. This is a serious movie, by the way. This isn't a comedy. This isn't like one of your laugh-em-ups. Okay. This is a serious drama. So he tries to commit suicide, and um, luckily he fails. And so, you know, his friends encourage they him actually to... discourage you from saying fail or commit oh yeah that's a good there's point. like a lot of good research out right now yeah. about like how you how we talk about suicide in a way that's um more constructive okay well either way he survives and he enters a 60-day inpatient therapy program and that's where he meets mark uh, he, you know, Mark is not a dirty guy, but he's not like obsessed with cleanliness like Mr. Clean. He's just a normal guy who's very lovable. And uh, they are in rehab together, not rehab, but, you know, kind of inpatient therapy together. And uh, eventually, um, by the way, this guy doesn't even know who Mr. Clean is. Like he's not wowed by the celebrity because they meet in this isolated area, right? And they get to know each other for who they really are. And they uh, they get out of therapy, they get out of the treatment and, um, you know, they kind of date off and on a little bit. But it's n- it's not about that so much as just like a really, really good friendship. And you it, it ends on a somewhat hopeful note. I, I'm thinking almost... Um, you know that movie with um, Julia Louise Dreyfus um, and Tony Soprano, "Enough Said." Yeah, I think it's called. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like it's 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 kind of a love story, but it's a friendship story, and it ends ends on a somewhat ambiguous but hopeful note. That sounds really sweet and caring and uh, moving. Thank you. Not a lot of chucks. Not a lot of laughs. I don't know. Were we trying to be funny? I'm we, trying to be real. Sometimes we usually are on this show, but uh, but yeah, that's great. I like it. All right, well, but, how, it, it's, uh, but it's played. It's just live action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. I'm thinking. Um, I was actually looking at this. You can look down. Oh, hold on. You can look down at your screen now. I found this picture of Chris Hemsworth with a buzz cut. Not not totally shaved head. Yeah, but a buzz cut, right? Yeah, you you give him great. a you give him a smooth scalp. He looks a lot uh-huh. like Mr. Clean. Okay. Now, Mark, I don't know. I thought maybe you could help. I'm picturing somebody. I'm having age issues here because Chris Hemsworth is 35, and I want somebody his age or younger, at least the character should be. Mm-hmm. Like, I would like it if the character is like, if Mark is like maybe five years younger, just a little bit younger, but age okay. appropriate. Uh, Oscar Isaac comes to mind, but yeah. he's, he's five years older in real life. I don't know if that matters. I don't I think like it matters. James Marsden? Seems he's, like a good one. He's but quite he's, a bit older. He's ten years older. He's forty-five. I don't yeah. think we can. Cast I think him. I, I think Oscar Isaac. I mean, I would definitely tune in for those two to get it on. It's, a, it's, it's not a. It's, I understand okay. it's not a porno, but I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't be mad at watching them make out. I also put down Jake Gyllenhaal. Surprisingly, Jake is the closest in age to Chris Hemsworth. Did you know that? I thought Jake's been around for a long time now, but he got such a young start. He, He's he was 38. Started when he was, yeah, but you know why I kind of don't want to pick him? And this is weird. This is outside forces. But wasn't he in um, the Bro- gay cowboy movie? Yes, broke back. Yeah, down. and I don't want to like to typecast necessarily, or I don't know if typecast is the right word, or just kind of make it seem like I'm trying to draft off of right. that character. Yeah, kind you of want somebody to carve out their own character, you know? Yeah, no, I think you I think you nailed it with Oscar Isaac. I really like uh, the Chris Hemsworth casting. Yes. Um, I don't have a tagline. I'm sorry. Nobody told me there were supposed to be taglines. Do you want to <laughs> workshop anything? So it's called Mr. Clean's Messy Life. Uh-huh. I, of course, think of the tagline for my other podcast, Spotless. Life's messy, but it doesn't have to be. Right. Of course, you didn't really like that when I was telling you that tagline. Yeah, and I also think um, 
it doesn't quite get at the like the plot of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like um, something like he's been cleaning up other people's messes for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, there was always time to clean up other people's messes. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe the real messes were the friends you met along the way. <laughs> I love it, yes. <laughs> okay, that'll be my tagline for yeah. everyone. Some variation on that. Okay, did I earn a little bit more respect from you? I mean, I, I, you seem taken aback by the it's seriousness a, of it. Yeah, playing. I am a little bit. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, I think it's a good piece of work. Well, I have a comedy in here, too, but I, did, I thought we were doing different genres, and I wanted to do a drama. Okay, well, that's good. It was dramatic. <laughs> I, feel, just little, I really feel embarrassed. Like, I didn't quite I just wasn't expecting, like, suicide talk. <laughs> I, like, I would have prepared a little differently. I mean, maybe like a Wes Anderson style, kind of, you know. Right. You know, we love um, Royal Tenenbaums, but things get dark sometimes. Yeah, it does. Um, no, I think that was great. I just, I think I'm having a hard time imagining, like, what's a movie that, that is tonal so Wes Anderson is sort of tonally what you're thinking I wasn't until just now because I was thinking about the suicide scene but like uh, in a way that it's not gratuitous it's not it's like um, it's somewhere I don't want to describe it as a romantic comedy because it is about these guys eventual relationship but it's not all about the romance mm-hmm. um and I, I'm really thinking, though, more along the lines of like "Enough Said," which is a weird example to give because I don't think anybody saw that movie. Yeah, only we, only we saw, it, but we yeah. like it, and I, I get what you're saying. You know, it's like totally a serious movie that really, with a lot of heart and some ambiguity, and some times that make you cry, and sometimes that make you laugh. Yeah, okay, I like it. If you haven't seen the Julia Louis Dreyfus and and um, uh, James Gandolfini movie, I think it was one of his very final projects. Yeah, um, it's super worth seeing. Yeah. I'm getting choked up just thinking about the last scene. Okay, what's up next? And tell me when you want to hit the audio. Do you have two different pieces of audio for the same joint? Yeah, so this is for the campaign 23andMe, which they're doing um, Meet Your Genes as a campaign where they have a, a gene, a particular gene, which has like a na- a number, like this one's called BTBD9, which I assume is a real gene that you have. Oh, interesting. They're um, personifying They personify them? it, and the gene tells you like what they control. And the idea is you get your 23andMe uh, you know, blood tested and they tell you like, you have the gene for, um, you know, whatever, like the being able to do your tongue in that weird curl. Uh-huh. Um, and, or, and or also they test you for cancer genes. Mm-hmm. Um, or earwax. Is, oh yeah, that's a genetic thing, right? The type of earwax you have. Dry or wet. That's right. Um, so why don't you p- go ahead and play this first uh, meet the gene character or, or character um, commercial. Meet your genes. I'm BTBD9, and this is where I sleep. Can I just point out, she's, this is a very kind of, I don't know if designy is the right word. Stylized. Um, Stylized commercial. She is on a big round yellow bed in a yellow room with hardly anything else in it and just a bunch of little clocks hanging on the wall, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm a gene that may influence how much your arms and legs twitch while you sleep. On average, people move about 13 times an hour. I'm a twitchy little gene. Commit to a healthier you, inspired by your genes. I love that commercial. I love the style. Yeah. I love the fact that I learned something, that you twitch every... That's a great commercial. Why don't you play the other one that I grabbed, which is from the same campaign. 
Meet your genes. Commit to a healthier you with more than 125 genetic reports at 23andMe.com. Hi, we're two of the genes that may impact your risk for celiac disease. Sometimes we get a little confused by gluten. Where you see a continental breakfast. We might see a security breach. I want to point out these two guys kind of look like nerds in some sort of a control center, almost like that Woody Allen movie. Is it everything you want to know about sex? Yeah, where, to ask. Where, they, where the sperm and all the like cells in the body have a different role. But they're all being controlled by the brain where right. you have like, um, you know, all the all the little people upstairs in the brain pulling levers and yes. stuff like that. We're pretty important genes. <laughs> got it, we got it, we got it. Hey, uh, immune system, we have a muffin. Yes, orzo is pasta. Commit to a healthier you, inspired by your genes. I wonder that all the time because I always keep orzo for my chicken soup. Do you love this commercial, these campaigns? Those are great. Those are fantastic. So this is my movie idea. And it's it's, uh, very appropriate that you uh, sort of noted the Woody Allen movie or the segment of that movie. Did you choose Woody as a director? That's very daring for you and out of Uh, character. No, it's not choose Woody Allen as a director. Um, but this is the story of a motley collection of oddball. Oh, sorry. The movie name is called Trait Talkers. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, um, and good. this is the story of a motley collection of oddball genes that oversee various traits uh, in one 23andMe customer. Mm. Um, they're each driven by their individual mission to do whatever like weird little thing they do. Um, but then they have to um, unite to, con- to defeat a cancer-causing gene uh, called TP53. That's mm. a real one. Um, so like you know, there's like a, the kids movie Inside Out where like uh-huh. the emotions have like per- are personified. Yeah. I also this is a little date me, but Herman's Head, yeah, sort of a similar sure. concept. You um, should have just done six of these. Uh, or Osmosis Jones was kind of a that was a cartoon that? movie where they have like the like the the antibodies fight off the germs in Bill Murray's body, and there it's like half cartoon, mm. half live action. I guess inner space would be a step too far. Well, you know, it's all sort of yeah. yeah I mean, it's on the it's on a continuum. But I want to be clear: mine is live actors. Mine's style, just like these yeah, ads. Yeah. Um, and it's not like mm. Pixar digital animation or anything like that. Trait talkers is a great name. Um, and my tagline is: "There's no place like genome." <laughs> that's really good I'm really jealous mine are so bad <laughs> that's really good I would watch that yeah trait talkers yeah right? and it's a comedy yeah it's a comedy but you know the stakes are maybe the, maybe the stakes can be lower than cancer we could figure you know you could you no, could that's good you I could like tweak that. the level of like you know severity of whatever gene evil gene they're trying to defeat okay all right all right don't look at my screen I'm gonna are, are you are you set with yours uh, that's the end of my yeah. second one. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I, I'm gonna um, uh, play one for you here. This is a uh, psychosexual thriller. I'm calling slingers. Wondering how mommy and daddy keep it fresh. We're slingers. You heard that right, boss. We sling. Hey, kids. Want to sling with us? The freedom is exhilarating. <laughs> Nick, Megan. Oh, hey, Greg. We talked about this, right? I remember. Okay, thank you. Methinks the Mater D doth protest too much. <laughs> Folks, we've got a big couch that will fit all four of us. We could beanbag it if that's more your chance. Want to start so obviously this is for the Sling TV app. Uh, let me guess who you would like to cast in I your movie. I would like to cast 
Jim and Pam from The Office. Kate Blanchett. <laughs> yeah. So that's obviously Megan And Daniel Day-Lewis. And Nick Offerman. But remember what I said about um, Jim and Pam, because I am looking for a Jim and Pam the norm, type. The normies. Here's the deal. So yeah. and you, this is probably pretty obvious at this point, but um, obviously Malali and Offerman, you know, bring their slingers role, as we just saw, to the big screen. Obviously, they're an adventurous couple with a lot of slinging in their life, but they start spending a lot of time with one couple in particular, a married couple who are you know, less experienced slingers. Probably even maybe this is their first time, right? And as you would guess, they start off with just kind of a fun, loving, sexy group of friends who start off on the same page. And then the other couple starts to grow. Again, the Jim, the, the uh, what, what's her name? Jim and Pam type. They start to get a little uh, attached and they develop an unhealthy obsession. And they try to uh, stop slinging with other, they try to get them to stop slinging with other couples, which is obviously like, they're not going to, yeah. Come on. Uh, and that's when uh, Megan and Nick uh, try to break it off and things go a little bit off the rails and the couple starts sending them slexed messages that are increasingly disturbing. Um, and uh, one day they come home to find out that somebody has rearranged all the equipment in their secret slinging room. <laughs> and in fact, the perpetrators may still be in the house. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Kind so, of uh, meet, keeping up... Keeping up with the Joneses meets single white female. Yeah, a I lot like of it. that. So it's right? so tonally, it's like it's like supposed to be legit a suspense movie at the end. It's the type of movie that I will walk in on you watching. Like so you, some of these psychosexual thrillers from the right. 90s I do love a nineties psychosexual yeah. thriller. Right. Like your your slivers, your basic instincts. <laughs> exactly, your basic you slivers. Your basic slivers. <laughs> right. Anything can we with call Sharon, the show basic slivers. Anything with Sharon Stone. <laughs> right. Oh, maybe we can get Sharon Stone to play the Megan Mullally character. Um, uh, anyway, she'd probably be down for it. She seems like she's kind of a fun loving lady. Yeah. No, but obviously you already have those guys. I. I mean, what do you think? I do think that. Uh, I mean, but I, who's the bad? guy in this is it Megan and and Nick or is it no, the other people it's this other couple there I'm did I I must have not been clear no, no no they're just they're slingers they're the people oh, that we I know see. from these commercials it's the other couple they get they, who they kind far. of you know they kind of initiate this other couple into the world of slinging and then the other couple starts to get a little bit too attached and, oh, I see. and Nick and Megan are like that's not how you sling you know like we're all just having a good time here right. the other couple's like well things are getting kind of serious maybe we sh you guys should stop slinging with other people and Nick and Megan are like, what are you talking about? That's not, let's just put some space yeah, between us. Yeah, that's antithetical us. to the concept of slinging. Exactly. And then that's when the other, and they're like, let's just put some space. And then the other couple starts to get they obsessed. Go crazy. And then they go crazy. Yeah, oh, so okay. I, I didn't explain that clearly. Yeah. All right. No, that's great. I love it. Okay. I am in for that. 100%. All right. All right. That sounds good. So um, I, I guess it's just called Slingers. Um, which isn't very creative. I didn't know, we're, you know, we're getting points for that stuff. But um, do you think Vince Vaughn's going to be mad? <laughs> I hope so. Or John Favreau. Uh, what would be a good tagline? The sling is coming from inside the house. <laughs> the postman only slings twice. twice. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Wait, is that the tagline? I or love the name it. Of the movie? I, I don't know. I think that I think the postman only slings twice is actually an amazing title. That is fantastic. Uh, okay, back to uh, back to you. Ooh, I see you're really taking advantage of the audio medium here. You have two more clips for your third movie. Um, yes. Um, so this is actually two different ad, different products who are using what I consider to be the same character. 
um, in their campaign, and okay. it's it's Ted Danson playing a oh. a somewhat heightened version of himself. Sure. So we've talked about the Smirnoff ones, the vodka ones that mm-hmm. he does, where he's like trying. He's sort of like he sort of comes in like he's a Mr. Big, and then is humbled. And a little bit put off by the idea that the person he's talking to either doesn't recognize him or doesn't realize he's a big celebrity. So this is a new one. Gosh, speaking of Jim and Pam. Oh, look who it is. It's uh, Jenna Fisher. Right. So why don't you play? give this one a play? This is a Smirnoff ad. Smirnoff has some really big news, which is why they've asked an American treasure to announce it. Hi, I'm Jenna Fisher. Smirnoff vodka is now made with non-GMO grain. Well, I guess two treasures is good. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's great. So that's very consistent with his uh, with the other yep. ads in that campaign, right? Where he's mm-hmm. he's Ted Danson, he's playing himself, but he's like slightly um, sort of s- overlooked by the the universe in which he is being Ted Danson. Yeah. So this is very similar. This is for Cigna, which I think is like a are they like health insurance or health care provider? A little unclear. So uh, why don't you give it a play? He's um, he's walking up to a counter in a doctor's office. Hi, Ted Danson here for my appointment. No matter who you are, it's important to go for an annual checkup. And when you do, remember to be open and honest with your doctor about how you're feeling. Because how you're doing emotionally affects your physical health and vice versa. Mr. Danson, would you mind... I love doing this. Thanks, but I just need you to fill out the medical history. It's embarrassing. Go in for your annual checkup. So he tried to uh, he tried to autograph the paper she handed him, but it was clearly just a form to fill right. out. She was not really registering or impressed by his celebrity. At the very end, I see we come back to him. Does he have a good tag at the end of this? Is it worth going oh, back? I can't remember. All the way. Do I have to do the age part? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it was worth, worth it. Worth hearing. Um, okay, so my movie, and I'm, this is the one I am. I got. I saved it for the end because I'm the All most right. excited about it. Because this is the one I would, if I could snap my fingers, if they gave me the gauntlet, I could snap my fingers. <laughs> I would make. I would have this movie made. This movie is called Ted Man Walking. <laughs> Beloved American actor Ted Danson, playing himself, is enjoying his golden years as an icon, free to pick any project, go anywhere, do anything. Or is he? Despite his conviction that he is, in fact, Ted Danson, star of Cheers, husband of Mary Steenburgen, uh, the world never seems to acknowledge that he's really famous. Uh, and so Ted Man Walking confronts the nature of fame as a construct, and it questions the reliability of the narrator. Think like, um, you know, being John Malkovich or, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, kind of anything by Charlie Kaufman and Spike Jones, yep, basically. Yep. Those are my dream writer and director. Okay, I'm So, you know, board. like an adaptation or, or something where, you know, he thinks he's famous and we as the audience know that in fact Ted Danson yeah. is famous but somehow the world that he's in seems to sidestep his fame so you're finding yourself asking like am I really is he really Ted Danson or am I just seeing him as he sees himself but by all you know according to all appearances it's kind of like a Birdman is a little bit like that yeah. too where yeah. there's like you're not sure are you seeing what the what's really happening or what's only happening in the mind of the protagonist? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like this. This the tagline is a comedy about the tragedy of fame. Oh wow, that's really good. Thank you. I'll yeah, you I'm ring. excited. Right, that's the best one. And it's Ted Man Walking. Ted don't, Man Walking. I don't know though. What's your second one again called? Uh, trait Talkers. I, well, I guess the concept of this one is probably better. Yeah, I could, I could the Ted Man walking. I was going right. around and around about puns on Ted, Dad, or right, Ted, or right. whatever. Better off Ted. Oh, that's already, that's a, TV already a thing. Show, I right? know. Yeah. 
Um, I actually said that earnestly suggesting it until <laughs> I remembered. Oh, yeah. That's the TV show I watch all the time. Um, anyway, I like that, though. Conceptually, it's very Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, totally yeah. Charlie Kaufman. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, I told you that my last one was going to be a little controversial yesterday. Yes, you did. And I don't know if you're looking down and seeing, uh, getting some hints as to what it is. But I am calling this one Gene and Gene. Save their marriage. Does it hurt? I guess I just assumed that bear spray worked the same way bug spray does. Now we know it doesn't. It's nothing like bug spray at all, Gene. Not even close. I love you. Okay, so I know that this is controversial because... I think we were first alerted to this uh, campaign by listener Mike, whom I met in St. Paul. He was visiting St. Paul. When oh, I was nice. visiting St. Paul, we met him at a, a little meetup. <clears throat> and I know that he hates this campaign. There are a whole bunch of them, and it's this couple, Gene and Gene. And it all starts when we find out that the male Gene, the male Gene, uh, the guy named Gene, uh, impulsively bought a minivan in the middle of the night, like an old VW van. And it's for 76 gas, and it launches this entire series of short commercials between these two, Gene and Gene, a married couple, as they go on this road trip. And some of the writing is really good. The directing is beautiful in some of these shots, and you see them in different kind of places all around the country, watching people surf on the beach. I mean, there is so much compelling about this campaign. But the It looks reason, like an amazing road trip. And, the re- and they seem like legitimately funny, quirky people. And in the first one, they seem like loving people. But as the campaign goes on, it just gets more and more poisonous. And we've talked about this. I'm just catching up all the new listeners, right? Um, and uh, all the new listeners, <laughs> all, all the, the new, new earnings. Um, and uh, and so that's why we're disappointed. But like for me, I can't let go of this one because I, I just feel like yeah. the campaign has such good bones. I love the two actors. I want to keep them for mine. And I'm I want 100% to keep some... on board with trying to get these two crazy kids to work it out. Exactly. And so I want to I want to keep some of the same writers. I think that I am either going to direct it myself or that sounds like a lot of work to be honest with you. So I might but I want to hand pick a director. I want the right feel for this. I want like a Little Miss Sunshine. That's an obvious example because that's another Vanagon road trip movie. Yeah. But you know something that's light and fun, and now, but also kind of has heart. Still has you're heart. So, but, you're so sentimental. But today. I gotta say, I I wanna I wanna. I guess kind except of, for the slingers. <laughs> the slingers. Um, Postman always <laughs> slings twice. <laughs> the offerman only slings twice. Okay. Um, so here's here are some of the notes I wrote down. So they they realize that their relationship is going off the rails, right? After yeah. a bunch of these little stories that we've seen. They turn to each other and like, this is bad. This has been bad for our relationship. We were good before we set off on this adventure. So maybe the spur of the moment road trip wasn't the best idea. So they they end their trip and they come home and they go into couples counseling. They're not giving up on this. And the therapist suggests some very radical therapy. And that is Take another a road, trip. <laughs> road trip. But this time he's arming them with some tools that they can use as a couple yeah. to diffuse situations. So he's a cognitive behavioralist. Yeah, and you know, like you, you, there are warning signs. And you know, when I talk to Hannah uh, on Spotless, I'm just going to plug that as much as possible. You know, she'll often talk about how like 
there are rules for when she and her partners are having an argument. There are rules that they implement. Like one that I always think of that she said is like, you never argue about more than one thing at once. If oh, something yeah. else starts to come in, they will stop the other person and say, that's for another time. Wow. Um, that's discipline. It is. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I think that they're going to use these. But the thing is, I don't want the majority of the movie to be always on the edge of negative, negative town or negativity. Like I want it mostly to be a fun romp. Yeah. I'm just dealing with the fact that I need to resurrect these guys yeah. so I feel like that's something that I've inherited as a director or a producer um, I feel like it mostly, could absolutely be like a good road trip movie like an away we go kind of yeah. thing you know and that we can really have fun with this idea if they get under each other's nerves a little bit like you know they'll throw a tool out there and you know it'll just be a joke but it won't be it won't be burdened by some real poison yeah. beneath it it's just a it's just a fun couples movie and we get to see all these great shots and, and it'll be a good time and you know and, and they repair their marriage and they repair their marriage and um and you know they'll probably run into a bear at some point or something yes and they won't have any bear spray because it'll all be <laughs> in gene's face <laughs> right exactly because even that one that that bear spray one is i think that's a funny joke i mentioned it to luke on tbtl he did not uh, think it was a funny joke but i think that's kind of a for a quick commercial that's a sure. funny joke oh i thought it worked like bug spray you yeah, know i think it's a good kind yeah. of a good punchline. but the, but he's just kind of like she's like i'm sorry i love you and he's like no and he just shuts her down like there's no love left in this we gotta bring yeah, the love like, back they needed to have they needed to write a line for him that was more rueful than hateful mm-hmm, i agree and, and and it goes both ways with this couple she's so hateful of him and, yeah. and a lot of these now so what's a good tagline love is in the jeans or um hmm i feel like playing with something about like the because i said the male gene there's the jeans there's the road um the uh the road to recovery the road mm. the road to um on the on the road to what if we call it on the what if we call it on the road what if we call it on the road colon to marriage repair we get Kerouac yeah we get the Kerouac estate to sign off sounds on that. good we write They'd it probably a, be down we write it on a scroll yeah. <laughs> I know. I actually love as a title of a movie, Gene and Gene Save Their Marriage. Yeah. I think that's a great movie title. I, I feel like there must already be a movie called So-and-So Save Their Marriage, huh? Well, there's like Zach and Mary make a porno. Right. Which is that what you're thinking of? I don't know. Anyway, that's my pitch. I'm sorry I didn't have taglines. That's all right. But, um... Yeah, I mean, yours were way better. <laughs> you know, I... Mr. Cl- <laughs> Mr. Clean's Messy Life... Yeah, maybe that started off a little dark. <laughs> maybe I should have started with slingers and then like kind of prepared you for yeah, well, a drama. You know, I think that we, that all of these can be workshopped, <laughs> first of all. Um, no, I'm real. this was a really fun exercise. I don't know how good of a show this made for. Obviously, we didn't play a lot of commercials. We mostly just talk, talk to each other. But for me, this is like the funnest exercise <laughs> that I can do like one of my favorite things is to be given like a writing assignment like this. So I now I don't have any no one is my teacher, even though I do get writing assignments at work. Mm -hmm. I don't get them necessarily like please yourself kind of writing assignments, understandably. So I assigned it to myself. And I didn't even read it. Sure, (laughs) sounds good. Um Uh, what was oh the last thing I wanted to say was as I was writing these today and I was also in the back of my head trying to think of a title for today's show and I kept thinking something about pitches like basic pitches and I'm like God why? every time I say that it's have we done this show before I start googling like TBTL movie pitches TBTL sorry <laughs> after these messages movie pitches and like I'm not coming up with anything and then I realize oh about 
a year ago or less, we did uh, TV show pitches. Yes. What campaigns will we turn into TV shows? But that was different because there are so many different types of TV shows. Mine were like reality shows and game shows. Yeah, it, it it is a different medium, and and genre wise, I'm sure like it would it was very different. Mine probably all kind of go to the same well. Um, creatively, but I don't remember what yours were, so they weren't listed in the notes. Yeah, but they're probably pretty similar to this, and in, in the sense that they were probably all narrative. Mine, my favorite. Let's just relive a show we did a long time ago. Because I got to <laughs> say, I was laughing at my own joke today. I had totally forgotten about it. One of my pitches was, "What's a game show?" And it's the little girl from the uh, Mac commercial. What's a computer? She girl? says, "What's a computer?" And she just has to identify everyday objects while Steve Harvey gets more and more frustrated with her as a host of the show. Yeah, I would 100% <laughs> tune in for that. That's, I mean, until Steve Harvey murdered her, I guess. That stands up. Everybody's talking. Well, I did not mean to give you too hard of a time. I liked your pitches. I thought they were No, that's okay. I clearly... Didn't, a lot of good work. I didn't read your email, clearly. I, I apologize. I mean, it was right there. But I just remember you thinking, like, hey, what if we do that idea? I'm like, okay, yep, that sounds good. We'll do some dream casting, whatever. Well, I'm, I'm very excited about all these movies. Um, and I think someone should make them all and pay us a lot of money <laughs> okay. to com- for coming up with those ideas. And also, we should not get sued by the um, creatives that came up with the concepts in the first place. Is that how it works? I don't know. Is that how the business works? I think so. I think I outlined it pretty clearly. All right, let's check in with the ad council now. Um, I guess we have one ad counselor today stepping up to the plate. Yes, before we do that, I wanted to say thank you to Chris and Simon. I've got your addresses. Your books are on their way. Technically not, but they just imagine that this is tomorrow and I've put them in the mail. The the people who, um, the winners of our uh, tagline contest. Yes. Yes. Um, So we are still... uh, We've been a little delinquent, I think, in figuring out like how to use our tagline hot takes on commercial breaks. Uh, so I want to we, we should figure that out. But I'd love to get like a little sounder for it or something. Mm, you want to use it on the show. I was picturing on posters. Well, it's not mutually exclusive. Mm, no, it is. You use you use uh, your slogan on your other show. That is true. All right. Um, so what do we got from <sighs> listener Michael? I'm sighing because sigh? now I read. Because I now remember this commercial. I watched it three times. I just think it's so problematic for not even reasons that Michael <laughs> is pointing out. All right. Well, this is a commercial for Oakley, which I always associate just with the sunglasses. Yeah, me too. But I guess they're like all kinds of athletic and apparel and accessories and all kind of stuff like that. Um, so unfortunately, all you're going to hear is this song um, called It's OK. But what you're hearing, what you're seeing is athletes in various sports. So you've got like a pretty, you know, like serious looking uh cyclist somebody who's like a skateboarder a snowboarder i think there's a few other a tennis player in there and they're all experiencing moments of intense frustration with their sport like mm-hmm. they've fallen or you know they're she's banging her tennis racket on the ground like this guy looks up from a fall on a skateboard and he's like got a bloody mm-hmm. mouth and a missing tooth and at one point during this uh montage the cyclist throws his bike his racing bike off a cliff basically mm-hmm. so that's if you want to just give does it, a, it go off a cliff i thought he I just mean, it flung goes, it way in the air well it certainly it's a little hard to tell because he's in silhouette but mm-hmm. it certainly he appears to be on the edge of 
an open space. Okay, well, let's... Just give uh, the song a little play. Yeah, let's take a listen. And, and here, here's the deal. I, I have kind of a different analysis of this, and part of it does have to do with the uh, the song. And I shazammed it, just so you know. Here, I'm going to my shazam now. The song is called It's Okay by uh, Crystal Warren. And I believe she's a... Because it's, it's got kind of an old soul sound, but I believe it's a she's a, you know, new performer, contemporary performer. It's okay to sneak up. It's okay to drift off. It's okay to be wrong, but you don't need to be behaving and anyone. Whether you're loving the fly, a man in your lesson, it's okay in the name of obsession. So you hear her say it's okay in the name of obsession, and that's the 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 key to the commercial is that all these people are obsessing in some way, like the surfer who's trying to surf in the middle of the night during a storm. You see lightning in there, but that's not deterring her. Right? Uh, there's yeah, they're not all, I suppose, moments of failure per se, right. but they're. They are extreme examples of people pursuing their sport against the odds. And I, re- say. I really don't think that he's throwing it off a cliff. I think he's just throwing it way up okay, in the sky fine. because that's kind of key to this. One thing, though, before we get to Michael's comment that really bugs me about it, too, though, is there's also just a clip. You hear a woman screaming this and it looks like it's just a couple. She might be one of the you know, she's clearly one of the athletes, but it just looks like. They're just she's fighting about something in her apartment with a, a man. I took and it's it just to like be that weird. he's like, you're spending too much time on your rollerblades or whatever she's doing. <laughs> and she's like, you know, fuck you. I'll rollerblade till I'm bloody. It makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, they're really like, angry. I at feel each like other. it's all over the place. They and, need to go on a road trip. And the lyrics, it's very unclear what um, the actual lyrics are. Like the first one is it's OK. It's OK to sneak up. It's okay to sneak out, maybe? So that makes sense. It's okay to drift off. It's okay to be wrong, but you don't... And then it's okay, who knows? It's okay to be wrong. But, like, I just feel like the sound mix in this is very bad, too. And so I kept watching, like, what... I mean, it's all about obsession, but I don't know. I feel like it's all over the I mean, place. I don't think you need to... I don't think the lyrics necessarily are one-to-one for what the commercial is about. But... And it doesn't have to be. But my point is, when I first watched this commercial, without even reading Michael's thing, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? There's yeah. too many people having too many different experiences, including a domestic dispute. And clearly the music at the end says it's about being obsessed. So then what are the other lyrics? And you can't hear what they're saying. It just I, I just was very frustrated with this commercial. Well, Michael also didn't like it. But although his his complaint was very specific. He writes... Uh, So notice that one of the characters in this ad is a serious-looking road cyclist. Also notice that he hurls his bike through the air. This is the act of a crazy person. I've been a serious cyclist, enthusiast, occasional racer since the late 60s, and most of my career has been in the bike industry. I couldn't make out the type of bike he had, but a decent road bike starts at several thousand dollars. If you're dressed like this guy, a $10,000 bike would not be all that unusual. And then, all caps, no one throws their bike like that. It is a cliche in the world uh, like that you never do that. Some variation of, yeah, I got into a wreck, but my bike was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because I guess like your bike in that community is, you know, yeah. just sacrosanct, right? right? More valuable than your body. Yeah. And like you're going to, you're never going to like throw your bike no matter how angry you get because that would just be like so self-defeating. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I had another theory, which is that that guy is just a rich noob. Mm -hmm. Uh, What if I told you that guy has a name and his name is Mark Cavendish? He's a professional road racing cyclist who currently rides for... Now, the next words I'm going to say, I don't know what they mean. Sure. He rides for UCI World Team... Team... World Team Team? Team Dimension Data. As a track cyclist, he specializes in the Madison points race and scratch race disciplines. And as a road racer, he is a sprinter. So everybody... Not everybody, but... A bunch of people in this commercial are famous. You okay. see the golfer I out mean, there is... famous. Well, like, not in, Ted Danson famous. <laughs> in their fields. Bubba Watson is a name that I know. He's the golfer that we see in this. Okay. Mark Cavendish is listed. He's the cyclist who's famous in his realm. Uh, Michaela Schifrin. I don't follow Olympics closely, but she's a gold medal uh, winning, I believe, um, skier. Oh, she's, she's the, the alpine on, skier on in this skis. one. Um, and there were some other people who were listed in this as well. Here's the description um, from iSpot TV, kind of the official description that they released with it. Professional athletes like Bubba Watson and Mark Cavendish head out at the break of dawn. As the saying goes, practice makes perfect, but Oakley demonstrates that there are many bumps along the way. The pros take out their frustration on sporting equipment, throwing a bike and, a, and slamming a tennis racket against the court. A skater takes a slightly different approach, flashing a bloody grin after taking a nasty fall. So um, they all handle their successes and failures differently, and they all have something in common. They all have one obsession. So anyway, they did pull famous people. So So is Mark Cavendish saying that he would throw his bike? I think Mark Cavendish is saying... I will take your money. (laughs) He is saying, I'm going to buy a new bike with this after I throw this prop bike. They paid me in 20 bikes. (laughs) Yes. 20 $10,000 bikes. Yes, after I have to throw this like cardboard bike. Yeah, so. But but I take Michael's point seriously. Like, I think that is, I don't want to, I mean, you know, offensive is a word that gets thrown around a lot. But I can see that being like really off-putting to somebody Um you know, who is serious about the sport, you know, mm-hmm. it's sort of in the way that like, you know, if it's, if it's something that you really care about and you see somebody portrayed as supposed as supposedly, or in this case, actually being an expert at that thing and doing a thing that is so counter to like what you love about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of struggling to come up with a, with a parallel example of something that I really love, like, like, an, you know, seeing an author or hearing an author use like some terrible, you know analogy or Mm -hmm. metaphor or something is a little bit strained but i can totally understand why that would really kind of put you off something and i think Mm -hmm. it's an interesting choice i think it's a bad choice by oakley i also think you're right this commercial is just kind of a hot mess yeah this is different but i remember one time somebody asking me what is the type of thing that you see in a tv show or a movie and you're a nerd about and so it bugs you and i remember not having an answer to that and being mad because it didn't take too much time before I saw it was probably the scene from um, Gross Point Blank or some other movie that features radio studios a lot. Oh, yeah. And when I see this is different. This isn't people mistreating the equipment necessarily, but just seeing a total lack of verisimilitude yes. about how microphones no, I think that's work. Very, I think that's very much what Michael is experiencing here in a different venue and a slightly different like version of it but yes absolutely mm-hmm. it's a disregard for the way the real user of that thing would feel about it and in this case you're supposedly trying to reach out and talk yeah. to the people who are feeling that extreme obsession That's what makes it so weird that yeah. they would get it so wrong 
But if you're if you're a cyclist and you've ever thrown your bike, get at us. <laughs> I'll bet you Ben has. Bet you our friend Ben McLeod has thrown. If his anyone bike that I know who is both a serious cyclist. But also the type of person to throw a bike. An expensive bike. An expensive bike. It would be Ben. It would probably be because somebody said something mean about him on Flickr. <laughs> no, it would be because he'd throw it at a car who like got yes, too close to him. Yes, you're right. And I'd have his back. You can sell anything. Well, thanks for indulging my writing assignment homework. <laughs> well, I don't know that I did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Uh, that was a really fun show. If you guys have any other ideas for shows, by the way, send them our way. I'm or not trying to movies, like commercials. Do you like to be seen? Yeah, made first into of all, movies? yes. First of all, play the game with us. Yeah. absolutely. But we also love shows like this. So if you have any other kind of ideas for us to, you know, little what thought experiments that yeah. we could do on the show, send them our way. But yeah, definitely. Could you start a thread on Facebook, maybe, Veeves? Yeah, we'll just. I always put the show. Uh, I always put the links to the show up on the page as well as. I put the link to the actual show, and I also put the links to the commercials that we look at. So why don't you go uh, into the links for the commercials into that post and uh, give us your ideas. Should I create – I've been avoiding doing this because I I felt like, well, I'm on Twitter. You don't do Twitter at all. But would it make sense for me to create a Twitter account for this podcast where I can post polls and and start threads? Yeah, sure. I mean, you and I are both so uh, anti-social media in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. and yet we have jobs – and, and hobbies that require us to use it. Mm-hmm. And so we just split the difference and do it badly, I feel like. What about the gram? We're both on Instagram. We both use it probably the most. We could do live videos on Instagram because you're still technically on Facebook. I'm not. I'm still on Twitter. You're not. Maybe we meet at the gram. Let's meet at the gram. Let's, we'll, all right, we'll try it. Let's meet at the gram. I'll see if I can get something cooked up before next week. All right, everybody. Thank you. Have we said everything? Oh, um, call us at 607-444-5597. Uh, email us at after these messages show at Gmail. And uh, come find us on the Facebook group where the conversation is always fun and interesting. Come find me. Come find me. Follows yuppies. Yeah, I'm talking about wine drinkers. Bald head men, clucks, clan swine thinkers. What motivates you?